Hey everyone, welcome to Punkcast. My name is William Maxwell. I'm a student of Web3 and the owner of Punk9527. CryptoPunks are 10,000 uniquely generated characters stored permanently on the Ethereum blockchain. No punk is the same. This is a show dedicated to celebrating the punks behind the punk. My hope for this podcast is that we capture the essence of the punk culture, elevate the brand and the individual behind the punk. One last thing. Projects discussed on the show is not financial advice. Crypto and NFTs are a volatile and risky asset class. Please always do your own research. Other than that, let's go. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Punkcast. Today, we've got a well-known punk in the art circles, Punk7388. He's a three addy with shadow beard, small shades, and thin mohawk hair. He's a creator and avid NFT collector with some of the biggest names in his collection. Please welcome Mullet.eth to the show. Mullet, how are you? Hi, good. Thanks for having me. Very well. Uh, great to have you. Uh, I've actually been meaning to have this conversation with you for quite some time because I think we're in uh, a few communities together, um, one of them being Proof. So I'd like yeah. to sort of uh, talk a little bit more deeply because I think <laughs> Proof has been a hot topic this week. So where are you based, man? Like, where are you calling in from today? I'm calling in from Dubai. Uh, I live here for, it's, it's my main place for the last 15 years. I'm originally from Holland. So uh, uh, yeah, that's that's where I'm calling from, from Dubai. Oh, nice. And, uh, and maybe we could just start with a simple question. Like, how did you come across the name mullet.eth? Well, you know, everyone at the beginning had, uh, they were going crazy amounts going through the, on the blockchain, let's say, and everyone's hiding between their profile pictures. I'm not really that very much doxxed, but uh, still, it's it's good to have a private life. So yeah, I really wanted to have an avatar for crypto Twitter. And back in the days, I read a book called Open about Agassi, and I thought it was a really good book. Um, and I thought, okay, let's do something pixelized. And then I started off making Agassi a pixelized version with 3D glasses, and that's actually how it came about. Then I converted this pumpkin with a mullet. And, you, and then you have to stick to mullet, no? If you, if you have a name at one point, then uh, <laughs> it's yours. Uh, that's awesome. I love Andre Agassi, and uh, back in those days, he had that. Uh, he did have that dirty mullet look, yeah. which is you know being Australian, just having head, headed back there over the summer. I think it's like coming back in as a new fashion trend. Like every 15-year-old kid in, in Australia has a mullet now. So um, you might be onto something. <laughs> Seems like it, yeah. And uh, okay, so and, and so you say, you say you're from Holland and uh, from sort of Dubai. What's, what's sort of your sort of background and how did you get your way into uh, Web3 and NFTs? I lived in Holland for a long time. I lived in Belgium, Spain, and in the USA, I did, I did an uh, BBA and my MBA. And uh, after that, I started working at Dell, Dell Computers, because I was always very interested in technology and sales. So, so yeah, that, 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 that was how my career started. Mainly that was trade and hardware. Yeah, I found that very interesting and I really dove deep into it. And after that, I had a few jobs in Amsterdam and then I, I started my, my first flipping job, which was houses back in 2008, which was a good deal. In Amsterdam back then, uh, as it was like the past few years as well, it's been down a lot. But uh, my wife, who uh, worked at a big uh, consultancy firm, uh, had the opportunity to come to Dubai. So I thought, okay, let, let's do it. So we went there, and I was lucky because the uh, right after I sell, sold all the the apartments, the, the the housing crash came in. So I was quite lucky there. So I was in Dubai here, and I, I couldn't really find a job. It was 2008. It was everything was very bad. And then I read the book of Tim Ferriss, which I think a lot of people in Proof actually who came in there read as well about how setting up a business and working four hours a week. I thought, okay, that's interesting. So I set up a company, Construction Materials, 
I did that for almost 12 years. It was quite successful. Hired a bunch of people. And because of the, the four-hour work principle, I didn't didn't do a lot, but I, I read a lot. And the last few years were quite busy, I have to say. But uh, it started off as, as, as like a four-hour four work week project and then in 2019 of course 20 there there came uh, there was covid and everyone here in dubai started to stop paying me uh, all the all the all the construction companies and uh, you weren't allowed to go out it was a very hard for one month it was a very hard uh, lockdown so you couldn't couldn't leave the house after that it was great so they, they skipped all the, the mandatory stuff. Uh, but yeah, that's when I I dove deep into blockchain, NFTs. Um, I, I traded some Ethereum, I think from 2019. 2020, I started uh, also because I, I listened to the podcast of Tim Ferriss a lot. I, I listened to Kevin Rose. And then Kevin Rose also started about NFTs. And then I started listening. And then, well, from there, it went uh, it went to, to where we are today. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a big uh, Tim Ferriss fan as well. I mean, I was listening to him for years, I think from like 2012 onwards. And it, same similar to you, I think that's how I got onto Kevin Rose. So you read the four-hour work week. And were you literally working four hours a week at some points in time? I have to say, um, yeah, and, and I have to say that was really due to to setting up everything because I had few time. At one point, at a business, when it grows a bit, you have to take a decision. Okay, do I take a massive warehouse? Do I take multiple employees, or do I pay a little bit extra? Um, and those are the small, the micro changes you take, no, to 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 come to a certain point where you, well, when the end, you took the right decision to have a lot a lot more freedom. I have to say, over the since since NFTs came, I mean, I haven't worked that much in my life it's it's insane so um, I'm, I'm really catching up on those hours now yeah totally and so um in dubai i mean did you start buying ethereum i guess just on your own and doing your own research or is there like a, a strong community or cohort that was sort of started dabbling into ethereum and nfts at the same time as you I think I think I just started. You know, you, you start reading. I usually, if, if I want to learn something, you just go on the internet. No, there's. I mean, all the all the data is available. Do your own research, as they say. And yeah, no. So so that's how I started, and I, I jumped in a few groups, and then experimented a bit with leverage. That that worked well, but I I, I I wouldn't do that anymore. I mean, you can also lose it very 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 rapidly. So I think most people had their lessons there. So yeah, just just did the trades there, and then started off with the MetaMask wallet getting some funds in from Binance and uh, yeah, that, that, that's how you start. And I, I think I listened to one of your, uh, your episodes before, and you hear that some people also started with uh, that started a bit earlier with nifty gateway. That, that's also, uh, yeah, I, I, I also bought quite a few of those NFTs back in the day. Yeah. And just to get back on your question about communities, Dubai has a massive NFT community. There is, uh, I'm also an advisor. It's called the Jedi council for ArchDAO. That's a project or like a community of people that love NFTs. It's, it's, it's massive. They throw a lot of parties. There's going to be, uh, probably it's going to organize NFT and uh, DXB as well. And in, what is it, in March, there's going to be a party. So yeah, there's there's quite a lot coming there. And I met a lot of people in the NFT space there. So uh, yeah, that's that's, uh, that's that's a great community. Oh, well, I'll have to venture over to Dubai one of these days. I've always been super curious about that place. Yeah. Um, Cool. And then, so you bought some Ethereum, traded a little bit. Uh, so how did you, I guess, find your way into NFTs? Like what was your first dip into NFTs and what was your first NFT? I always loved uh, uh, playing on computers. So I really, I'm, I'm quite technical and I love play a lot on Ableton, you know, to, to make some techno or make some music and touch designer I was playing there with, with back in the day. So I started as a creator, actually. I, I, I threw some stuff out there, which I thought was fun. I still think it's a lot of fun, but then I saw, okay, these prices are, are insane. So uh, then I started indeed, 
buying a lot, flipping a lot. I made some, made some nice moves. And then of course, yeah, you can buy new floors and, and build from there. So that was a very interesting time. Yeah. So when, when was that? Like, when was your, when was your first dip into NFTs? 20, yeah, somewhere 2020, end of 2020. Bought my first uh, CryptoPunk, I think March or April 21. And I, I really wanted the one for a long time, but then of course you always start thinking, okay, maybe they go down, maybe they go up. I think back then they were, they went to 20 and then they went to, I think 12 and then back to 20. And then ah, when they went back to 20, I thought, okay, they could go down, but now they can go up. So yeah, I just decided to, to, to buy my first one then, yeah. I think there was, that's probably a similar time as when I got in as well. So I think it was like, late 2020 started getting interested in nfts and then early 2021 you know started moving into crypto punks but and i, I guess everyone's got a bit of a, a different story in terms of how they found crypto punks but i mean what was it for you or how did you find out about crypto punks and what eventually sort of led you to uh to to, to buying one uh well well to me it was quite i, I think i think also kevin rose started to talk about them to be honest and yeah maybe it was that maybe i read it online but i i think i think that was some of the inspiration also it was very clear that those would be the the number ones no in general i mean um the, the whole the whole idea about uh, the whole the whole story about uh larva labs and and how it came came about and uh, 10k project and everything i mean it's just a historic project they look great actually so yeah that, that was, for me that was quite easy so it was a matter of okay when, when are we going to buy this might as well buy one first before they go up a lot so um yeah punks for me is, has always been and still is is this the number one yeah i remember back then in that sort of early phase of 2021 it was just the start of when Gary V started entering the space. And I think as you, as you know, Gary V and um, Kevin Rose are pretty close friends, right? In some ways. And so uh, I think he came in and Gary came in and swept floors. He bought like, I don't know, 20 punks or something like that. And, and I think that just sort of started another sort of wave. But um, I do remember Kevin Rose also talking about very strongly about punks. And at one stage he was, he was rocking his zombie punk as his profile picture at one stage as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think it was at that point in time, it was like a, a pretty heavy signal of, you know, who's who in the space, right? Um, if you wanted to be in that esteemed community, you had to get yourself a punk. Yeah. And, and all the alpha was in there. No, I mean, I, I mean, all the other art blocks, everything that was there first. I mean, there's still a lot of alpha in there. I have to say, I, I still, I still like the group. Some people are complaining that that wasn't like it used to be. Yeah, it, it was, it was, it was fun, uh, but, but it still is. No, I mean, and, and things change. People, people buy, people sell. I mean, yeah. Uh, these things just change. If, if you've been into to some of these groups with with finance groups or stocks stock groups, you see these always these things move. No, I mean everyone is extremely excited when the Ethereum price goes up or the Punk's price, and when it's down, everyone is complaining, as, as you must have seen and proof and Moonbirds. Totally, man. So, like, <laughs> I, I don't think I've told you this, but I think you're you're probably one of the reasons why Proof was on my radar because I remember oh, really? hanging out in the Punk in the Punk's uh, Discord and. I remember proof being launched and I think the concept was five eighth Dutch auction for Discord with it for a thousand people and Kevin Rose. <laughs> exactly. And all the punks exactly. in the chat were just like going, Why would you pay for this? Like, you know, why would you pay five eighth to hang out at a Discord? Like that's ridiculous. And uh, I think you were one of those staunch sort of punks that were in there, sort of saying, you know, uh, I think you got in at five ETH as well, right? You bought a couple of passes um, pretty high early. I was on. convinced. Yeah, I, I was. I was. I was so convinced that that this would be a, this would be a success. Depending, I mean, if you if you bought that, it, as you know, I mean, I was talking also to Deb Punk, as you who you know, uh, I think last weekend, and he said also he got in through me, and he said, man, if you bought in at the beginning, then you you yeah, you had so much profits and so much alpha already. 
Laughing, yeah, absolutely. I was in Hong Kong time as well. I remember the Dutch auction. I mean, I had to stay up until like 3, 4 a.m. in the morning just to mint. Oh, where did you get it? I got it at 1, 1 ETH. No so I was just waiting for okay. the clock to, yeah. So I was very lucky. So I wanted to get a couple at 1, um, but uh, so I was only fortunate to get, to get one in the bag and the, the second transaction was failed. So uh, I didn't get through in time. So I think as soon as it hit 1, everybody just went nuts. Oh, yeah, it was... the. There was a roller coaster back then. Yeah, but like, but like at, at that point in time, like one ETH was still a lot, right? I mean, that was three, four grand yeah. just just for a pass, and you didn't. There was no promises or anything. Like we didn't even know Grails was sort of there yet. But um, that was a really sort of super fun ride. I got I got one indeed next day. I think then the floor went to two point three five. Yeah, I got another one. It, it's it's the dollar cost average. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's the game, man. So um. Yeah, maybe sidetracking a little bit. How do you feel about Proof and Moonbirds um, at the moment, just in terms of the announcement this week? So I guess maybe just for the listeners, just early this week, because uh, I know this podcast might be delayed when we publish it, but Proof had just come out and announced that uh, they'd cancelled the uh, Proof of Conference event in Los Angeles this year. So yeah, Mullet, how do you sort of feel about that and what does it sort of signal? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I have to be. I'm, I have to say, I'm a bit disappointed about it. On the other hand, I mean, th- th- there's so much complaining, and I'm, I'm a big si- sick of all these these people complaining all day and in the discords and, and crying. <laughs> and you know, it's it's like, well, you've seen it. Maybe it's 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 yeah, enough. It's enough. <laughs> At that point, I'm I'm done. I mean, come on. You, you bought this. If you buy something for for three hundred thousand dollars and you have no clue what you're buying and you don't know if if it's a pass for valid for two or three years, then I don't know what you're doing. But then you're just gambling. So. Uh, yeah. Um, but I, I can I, I I feel sad. I have to be honest. I really feel sad for people that that bought in, and that's that's yeah, that's not great. But the the conference being cancelled, um, yeah, it's 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 a shame because you could have met a lot of people you know online. And um, as you know, Punks Brunch in uh, NFT NYC was great to see a lot of punks, and there were so many nice people and so much fun uh, stuff to talk about. And I'm sure that's with proof as well. And I have to say. Um, uh, I'm. I know Eli from the Crypto Dick Buds group for quite a long time. Actually, since the beginning, since since all of this proof thing was 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 not even set up, I did a, a small project with Divergence. So Harry and Aaron, and uh, yeah. So so I think the team is amazing. I, I think I think at one point, I mean, you, you see when there's maximum fun. I think personally, I think this is the the, the best time to buy uh, Moonbirds. To be honest, um, and uh, maybe even proof. Uh, but that, that, that's that's more of a gamble. But on the other hand, uh, you know proof as well. A few grills and you picked the right ones. If you want to flip, <laughs> and you, you have you have a pass for free, let's say. So I'm sort of with you as well. Like I'm I'm sort of disappointed. Obviously, it's uh, definitely hurt my bags. <laughs> so, mm. yeah. um, but I think everyone's sort of down in this period. But um, but one thing is, it just feels like you know when you hear Kevin Rose and Justin talking on, I guess in the town halls and the spaces, they feel like they're super genuine and authentic. They're not trying to cover it up. They came out and sort of said they they fucked up, right? And that's that's really hard to do. So I respect that. And the other side too is they've got. It seems like they've got a pretty big runway, right? So I think on one of the calls, I, I think I heard Kevin sort of say they've got about seventeen years worth of runway based on the capital raise and the funds that they sort of uh, yeah. got from the NFTs. I mean that that's reassuring just to so that I mean they, they can just have more bets, right? And just take big bets. So um, and, I, and I'm okay with backing good teams, right? I think they've got solid team you, you mentioned divergence i think they're top notch man i don't think there's been an issue with any of the minting processes or smart contracts i've come across so no no they're, they're great and in general i mean the, the whole that that whole team and the strange thing i find a bit but I, of course i can understand i mean there's sort of like it seems like there's two business divisions let's say and one of course is moonbirds the other one is proof i think they say there's they're actually 
proof is not profitable now. That's actually what Kevin Rose said on uh, on, on one of the the town halls. Uh, but then I think, yeah, okay, let's let's see it as a whole because if you look at the secondary market, what Moonbirds made already, it's it's a ridiculous amount. You could easily calculate, no. So I think uh, they should scoop over some ETH to to proof, and I'm I'm sure they will. I mean, that's why I I took quite a big bet on uh, on Kevin, and then of course, again, if you buy high and it crashes, you're gonna be angry. But if you bet on a good team like Kevin, who's been worked with with very large companies he knows his game google ventures uh set up you know a lot of stuff dignation so he's built real products and if it's if it's down a bit now that's 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 fine i guess yeah it's it was it was interesting to hear as well i think Sarah, one's been much more, much longer on proof, but it's always an interesting one because i don't think i could talk to many people about about this right but he was um the way that he sounded it sounded like the penny had just dropped for him in the sense that you know at the end of the day we are You've, this is a Web3 product. You really need to start building Web3 products for Web3 people. And I guess what I sort of mean by that, there's, I, got, I sort of get the sense of proof and Moonbirds are trying to be this neutral, almost like semi-woke culture, trying to incorporate everybody. And I think as a result, yeah, yeah. trying to please everybody, they've sort of lost their way. It's too obvious. <laughs> no? sort of makes- it's too obvious. If you look at the setting, it's it's like, a, yeah. it's like I don't know how, oh, you know what I mean? I mean, like, which is fine, yeah, which yeah. is great. I mean, I, I totally support that. I totally support that. But it's it's too perfect. Yeah. No? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, feels, it feels a little bit contrived, right? And it's not the, the true authentic voice isn't coming out. And, and I think you just got to lean into that authenticity, right? Like, I mean, Bored Apes yeah. and all those guys, I mean, they're, they're just owning it. They're owning agents they're owning that sort of culture and uh, sort of feel like it's just a missed opportunity and I think I think the thing that Kevin said was look you know we're, we're just going to start stop talking and we're just gonna you know um just what is it what are the words you, use? you said something like uh, just check your wallets right so just airdropping you know stuff well I think it's more a euphemism of you know they're just going to get stuff done as opposed to talking about it yeah. anymore. I'm, I'm holding a few yeah. Uh, do you have you have you have Moonward as well? Probably you kept them, or did you sell yeah, them? Yeah. No, I've got I've got a pretty big bag, man. So um, be honest, how much? How many? <laughs> so I've got I've got I've they're scattered different wallets. I've got about nine. Ah, exactly yeah. the same. <laughs> yeah. I also have nine. Yeah. yeah. I've got oddities as well. So, um, but uh, but but yeah. So I think I, I just don't. Yeah, I just I'm struggling to sort of see how like not to find other other communities and and uh, projects, but you know, like Azuki and all those guys, like I just would have thought Moonbirds would, should be doing a lot better with the art focus yeah. and the strategy that they have there, right? I think it's just, uh, I'm not sure how this is all playing out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, I think. I mean, they should something do, do something, in my opinion, do something to divide it. No, Proof is a, it's a cool name. It's a cool brand. Uh, Moonboards is more, more of like a profile picture. Um, I mean, I don't know what, what, what direction they want to go with it. Do they want to go to the gaming side? Do they want to go? But I think they should be a little bit separated and, and even you know, proof, I don't know, proof should be something like, I don't know, like our blocks or like a curation thing. Um, they do something, they do something really well and they're good to bringing, uh, to bringing NFTs to, to, to normies, let's say. So, uh, I think there's a separation there as well, but, um, yeah, let, let's see what happens there. Fingers crossed, man. <laughs> um, yeah. let's hope we, uh, bring him the bacon and maybe we should get back to some of the questions uh, I was going to ask you. Just looking at your crypto punk, just going back a little bit. So punk 7388, was he, was he the first punk that you bought or? 
yeah, I have now I have three punks. One, I think I got a nice purple hat, which I sold, but at one point they were, they were flying. So I think there was at the top, I think they went to 150 or something and I dumped one right on the floor, which I'm very happy with. So, but no, but I, as I said, I'm, I'm sometimes I'm so extremely bullish, but that's why I also want multiple to uh, to make sure that you don't want one punk. Well, <laughs> of course it's, 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 I mean, you have, you have to have the funds, but uh, yeah, I'd like to have a few more. I wish I could get another one. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd, I'd love to have a few more. So punk. 7388 so you got three punks at the moment so 7388 was your first one so he's got shadow beard small shades and mohawk hair how were you thinking about traits and selecting traits like how did and, and you know how were you thinking about which ones to sort of buy uh, for your collection well this is going to be my uh, my long-term punk let's say maybe forever punk because this one i mean it, in general it looks like me it has the I, I have this this kind of beard and i wear those kind of small well not square glasses but but round and so so i thought okay this 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 needs to be mine and the rest i i love fedoras i think they're you can't say undervalued but i think they're just very good looking and then i just bought one i have to be on one at the floor with a pipe which i think a pipe should not be at the floor so I, I i bought that one as well so i'm trying to i'm still trying to collect a few i mean i just want to as i said i'm, I'm, I'm most bullish on uh, crypto bonds as an nft at what point did you make that assessment and i guess why i mean there, there's there's a lot of people with a lot of money in this space most of them probably bought already but if you look at what crypto is going to be in my opinion i mean this is just the beginning so if you look at other stores of value then i think uh, punks are extremely uh, underrated they're, they're the first um, and some people say there are too many but the good thing about having ten thousand is, is you have a lot of people fighting for the punks you know they love them usually the the, the punk owners really love them they show them they, they get stickers they put them everywhere some people don't show it, which is also fine. But yeah, I, th I think the community is great. And the fact that they're good looking, first 10K uh, profile picture project, I think that, that those those things will be valuable for the future. I'm uh, probably just as bullish as you are and uh, agree with all of those points you just made. And, and I guess, you know, you, you're a pretty big art collector as well, man. Like, uh, just having a look through your OpenSea wallet, a lot of art blocks and all those other elements. And so when you look at CryptoPunks, do you see them as works of art or more of a profile picture utility type play for you well actually no utility but more of a profile picture yeah no no definitely art definitely art i mean yeah as i just said they're, they're very good looking if you get this stuff uh, by just making like a fun project uh, of course they never expected to, to the, the crypto punks to blow up like this yeah, it's amazing. So now definitely art. And I definitely also see a future where they, uh, I've always been saying this, but where they uh, where they go to museums and which it's already happening now. So I'm really glad that uh, that's happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you could just announce that too. So I think, uh, I think we'll see more museums take some of these on board too, which is going to be great. And if money wasn't an issue, like what, um, what, what, what would be your dream punk? Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a lost one. So that's, 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 that's always going to be a dream punk. And that's the, the hoodie zombie. I think it's only one now with a beard. Ah, uh, yeah. That is amazing. That's in a wallet with, with, I think many law or either it's, I think it's like three or five years uh, that there's no been, been no, uh, action there so that's probably gone i'm gonna i'm gonna go out on a limb and say this like i know aliens are probably worth the most but i probably prefer zombies and apes over an alien it's great you say this yeah i i absolutely 100 agree just a shout out to suzanne uh she she asked me to uh start asking those couple questions so uh that one's for you suzanne if you're listening and so like for you, like in this market, like what are you sort of collecting and, or how are you sort of playing this market? Are you just sitting on your hands or what are you sort of uh, interested in right now? I really got the NFT virus. I'm extremely bullish NFTs. Um, 
whatever everyone says, you know, it's it's like a bear market. Uh, we're just we're just building, and um, I'm, I'm I'm very excited to build a lot of stuff. So we've set up a company in the Netherlands uh, where we uh, did a few drops. Uh, we're working with some large television shows now internationally to see if we can work on their NFTs in a in a very good way. So more, I, th I think these people look too much in a Web two way. I think it's good to get some Web three experience to help them out and bring uh, bring NFTs to normies. I say that with all due respect. I think NFTs really are going to change the world. There's so much to do with NFTs. We're talking about entrance for concerts. Well, we we know all the utility. We know about everything is possible. The warranties, just plain auctions for art. Well, the, it's limitless. And we've only I, I just I just listened to the to a podcast where Vitalik said something interesting. He said, "I never expected NFTs," which is quite insane. No, I mean he invented like like Ethereum and then of course smart contracts, but but something like NFTs he, he never thought about. So imagine now that NFTs are there, what's what's going to be there in the future? I, I'm I'm very bullish for voting and well, you name it. Are you able to share a little bit more about some of the things you're working on, or is it top secret at the moment? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I cannot tell about, tell a lot about it. But I think I think the the the. The NFT for for international television show is quite interesting. We have some very cool utility there, and really stuff that makes sense. You know, it's not like we're gonna do like uh, some some drop or some some. You know, it's it's really nice utility based stuff. Uh, that's also what we did for for Armin van Buren. Actually, we we worked together there with Rick Ostenbroek, who's who's a great artist. I think he's he's, he's very good, a very nice guy as well. And then of course, together with Token Proof, people could enter like a free event or three like very private concert of of Armin van Buren with about one fifty people. People, uh, just by, of course, showing your your token proof uh, with a dynamic QR code. This kind of stuff I love. I mean, and then you can, of course, you can get an airdrop there with 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 a PO app and on and on and on. I think I think these collectibilities will be uh, well, will be will be great market. Armin's uh, Armin's a huge name, man. I'll be uh, looking forward to seeing that one uh, when it sort of drops. Yeah, no, it, 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 I have to say it, it dropped already. It uh, dropped already. So oh, that's, is it? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it has dropped. I'll, so I'll, I'll, I'll that's why we. Yeah, have a look. Just going back a little bit too, you said you were a bit of a creator as well um, and you've worked with Divergence. Uh, what, what sort of projects have you worked on in the past? Right before Bored Apes, I had a full project ready, um, which was extremely good looking and took me a month of time. And then I thought, what am I doing? I'm going to do a profile picture thingy, which is really good looking, but ah, what does it bring? What does it do? And then I decided not to do it. Maybe for financial reasons, I should have done it. I think I think back in the day, you would have sold everything, and this was very very good looking. Uh, but then I, I came across like uh, photography. I thought that was interesting, and I came across a guy who made uh, photos of of chips, computer chips, and he he makes like of each chip, he makes like hundreds of photos and then stitches them together. It takes him a massive amount of work per per NFT, and he had a full database of this that it was never released. So I thought, okay, that's that's amazing. So I called. Uh, I called Harry, who was very nice, uh, who's also lived in Dubai actually for a few years. And uh, she loved the project. And then, then we did that. It didn't sell out, unfortunately. Maybe it will ever. I think, uh, it's, it's, I think it's a very cool art project. But I mean, as you've noticed in, 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 uh, in NFT space, people just want to degen and buy stupid, <laughs> stupid <laughs> pictures, which is fine, which is fine. Uh, but I've noticed, unfortunately, that, that if you, yeah, if, if it's really because I'm I'm really in for the it sounds cliche but I'm really in for the art I mean I'm I'm an art collector before NFTs already I actually remember that drop I think I got in through proof so that was your project I, I didn't realize yeah yeah, yeah. Ah, okay well I'll I'll have to move those pieces to the uh, the punk cast vault now um, that's pretty cool okay and then when you're 
when you're looking back across your NFT career, do you have any sort of wins or losses that, that are worth mentioning? Yeah, in, in general, the losses, I, I mean, I cannot complain. I mean, I've, I've, I've done extremely well. I think I, I 30xed my, my initial amount in general. So I think where, where can you complain? Only whole whole thing I, I, I didn't make a lot of money on, I think was on the, on the Nifty Gateway thing. I think a lot, maybe maybe I played even there. Maybe made a little bit of loss. And there, so so I'm I'm not going to complain about the projects that uh, that didn't go well. The main good ones were were cashing out on Fidenza at the top, and I think also at a, were the punks at the floor of like I don't know was it was it one. 50 or something at one point yeah it was 140 150 it was crazy yeah, yeah. and i think i think the good point there was, was that i cashed it out also so that was uh, that was at the top of the nfts top of of eth and then cashing it out and i think that's one of the better moves yeah man i uh, wish i had done the same thing man, so fidenza what was the what was the peak of the fidenza hype because i remember that there was a huge run it's like one 140 as well right something crazy i mean, i have to tell you this this story it's 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 very short um, i used to be on my computer every day and minted every art blocks like at least a few um so i, I heard about fidenza also in, in the crypto uh the crypto punks group and then i thought okay i have to mint these so i i called my brother okay can you mint a few of these and he doesn't really know a lot about uh metamask wallets and stuff so i was at the birthday party of a friend of mine who became 40 and uh, it was a boat party so i did not want to bring my laptop of course and my ledgers and everything so I asked him, can you do this? And then five minutes pre-mint, I, I asked him to mint seven. And he said, oh yeah, oh, how do I do this? Said, okay, fine. And then he started ask, asking me some random question. And you know how that goes. Then you completely forget the mint and you're there on, on, on the phone for like another 15 minutes. And that's okay, gotta go. Minted out everything. So that was extremely annoying. So this is one of the few projects I didn't mint. Uh, and then at one point they go into one, two, three, four, five. And I thought, I, I really love this this project. It just really looks nice. So I think I think I bought it five or something. And then I went up and up. And then I think at one point I got a I got an offer for hundred and I was in Europe. And I thought that this is just ridiculous. This is $350,000 in a few months profit. And then I took my ledger, nothing, nothing bad about ledger because I think it's a great brand, but I put it in my USB stick and it didn't work. So it apparently has a battery and it has a battery error. So I tried to sell it and I couldn't sell it. I was like, oh my God. And then next day I woke up and it was 50 ETH up. And then it went up and up and up. And then it was, uh, I got, at one point I got a bit, I don't know. It was amazing. I think about seven hundred or $800,000. And then I thought, okay, this is too much. Holy shit. And then, and then I really had, I, that was, that was quite strange. I had, I had a feeling like, dude, cash this out. I mean, you, you oh, this is like 0.8 million dollars. This is ridiculous. You don't have this in your bank account. And then I got, for some reason I got trigger happy. <laughs> I took my ledger, sold, 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 sold. And, and then I cashed out next day. It was like incredible yeah it was was great it was that's lucky in, that's, and that's uh, insane. lucky gut feeling yeah you, you, if you look at my at my wallet back then you'll see i started just started selling everything and i think one one i have to say after that i think one someone flipped my fidenza also for for quite a good profit but i mean if you look at at, at the top of ethereum and of, of nfts then uh, yeah that was very lucky yeah you picked it i, I mean uh most people well i think if you went to, back to cash as well i mean that's even a double double bonus right so that's amazing it's hard to sort of see in that sort of hysteria and hype to want to sell right because you just think like this is going to go to even further right so um oh, yeah. uh, well done so like how did you get into art blocks because like i remember the first time i heard about art blocks was on a kevin rose podcast and he just started going down rabbit holes and started talking about these things called ringers and 
it was just, it was just too confusing for me. And I didn't really take a closer look and I did have a look for a little bit and it was like, you know, it wasn't much. It was like a couple of years to buy. But then a couple months later down the track, I mean, art blocks just started skyrocketing, right? Like all chromies and everything else. And so, but like for you, how did, how did you get into, um, how did you get into the sort of the art block scene? How I found it, I'm not sure, but I, I, I just, I just loved it. I mean, I thought it was so interesting to have code generated on the blockchain, uh, or, or, or embedded in the blockchain, and then, and then what comes out of it. And even if it, it looks so nice, I mean, I have to say, at first, I wasn't a big Squiggle fan, but stuff grows on you, know. And now, now I love them actually. If you, if you look at, yeah. at the differences there, and it's they're they're, they're amazing. And I, th- I think I'm, I'm not sure, but I think I, th- I bought like 11 under 0.3 ETH back then. Uh, I wow. have to say I sold a few of them also, um, and um, I, I have one left. But I'm I'm I think I'm just seeing what happens now, and I think I'm gonna get back in with a few because I think those that project is just uh, yeah the, the first of art blocks, and I think our art blocks will, will be very big. Even if it comes very very mainstream, then always you will have have the first of those, you know. So I think in general, uh, around 20k for Squiggle now is, is of course it's a lot of money, but it's it's I think it's a very good deal. Yeah. So now I uh, I sold my Swiggle, so I need to get that one back in the vault. And um, I had a Denza uh, for a few months um, that I just had to sort of sell, give it to the bear market. But uh, I think uh, definitely need to get a Denza back in the bag. Uh, they're absolutely beautiful. Yeah, That's probably Denza's- my favorite out of the whole collection. And- yeah, I, I agree. There There's some more very nice ones, but they, they, I think Denza's were just, just the first that you could really scroll through and see very different objects and all, all see that, that obviously it was like a Tyler Hobbs or, or, or it was a Fidenza, let's say. And uh, that was so well executed. It's unbelievable. And you talk about permanence in culture. I think Tyler Hobbs and that Fidenza project yeah. is just, uh, I think, cemented itself uh, in sort of NFT culture now. You sort of see it trickling in through various sort of new collections and um, you talk about uh, you know, being able to retain attention and it's going to be around for a long, long time. So yeah, I just going to need to find a way to get one back in the bag. Yeah. It's uh yeah, I would love that as well. Let's see what happens there. I think also that would not surprise me if those hang in, in, in at Musea in a few years for, for, for massive amounts. And they are already extremely expensive, of course, but still, I think they're only thousand, no? So like the real big fans, they will hold on to them. There, there was also a few projects, of course, like Hearst and you see them go down. Oh, Although I thought it was very interesting what Damien Hurst did, you know that project. Well, you you must know it to the currency. Yeah, it, it was it was an interesting project. I think for a Web two artist coming into Web three, I think that was a very thoughtful way of going about it. Um, but but it's not gen art, right? I think there's that you know I guess that whole co creation process and everything else that that just that magic that comes along with gen art that you just really can't replicate, right? That's great. And I, I love art blocks. And I'm, I'm, I think, yeah, I mean, this is, I think, I think Snowfro financially and, and in terms of what he did is probably, probably built the coolest, coolest, uh, brand after, after Larval and Yuga, of course, maybe, maybe even before, because what he, what he does is great. He took such a cool angle and, uh, he's a very cool guy and no, it's, it's, uh, yeah, he, he did very well. Absolutely. And even better, he's a punk. He's a, yeah. he's a big gigapunk. So do, so you, do you go like to Marfa and stuff every year? No, no, no. So I I, I, I wanted to go. And uh, as you said, this this podcast is a little bit later. So I think uh, NFT um, Paris is next week or, or is this week, actually, in a few days. I wanted to go, but it's too much. And I want, I was planning to, to go to Proof of Conference, uh, NFT NYC I'm going. I was there last year. So uh, 
No. Have you been? Is it nice? No, I, I didn't. I didn't get to go. But um, so Dat Punk went, and he was just sending photos. But it just feels like a really chill, intimate vibe. You know, he's walking around, you know, having coffee and having chats with Tyler Hobbs, you know, taking photos with him, right? So, but I mean, when you get to somewhere like NFT NYC, there's no chance you're going to get access to any of these guys, right? So, um, so Marfa just feels like a bit more of an intimate setting for, you know, our blocks, Genart, Affectionados. So um, I think if there's one event I'll probably want to go to, it's probably to Marfa. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't a huge... Yeah, I'll join you. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, let's just try and find a way to make our way over there. No, this is cool, man. And then, um, so w- when you look across, I guess, the Twitter space, do you have like a favorite punk personality that comes to mind? No, not really, because I, I listen to, I mean, I think um, 6529, of course, is, is, has, has interesting um, views, but there, there's so many opinions. I mean, I I jump between very interesting articles up to, to the biggest meme things, you know, it's like... Uh, the, the the NFT space is so so diverse. There's 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 everything. So um, I'm 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 on. I was talking to Ozark actually, a friend of mine here who's of course also in the punks. Um, and we were talking about this, like how many hours you spend on Twitter. You, you you really don't want to do that too much. So, but there's so many cool people in the NFT space. Um, but I'm not I'm not really following anyone like every day. I just read read what I see. Um, I, I love some good opinions and usually you get those sent through. So um, I'm just, I'm more in direct contact with a few punks, as I said, just like with Ozark and a few people here in Dubai that, that I, uh, I really like. And, and if I want to get my information, like um, I love to, I, I just listened to the Mazari report. Uh, Bankless is a, it's a very good uh, information uh, podcast. I mean, there's, there's so many stuff. Your, your, your thing is interesting just to, to listen about the stories behind the punks. So uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's too much information already. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, good to, good to know that Punkcast is on that list. <laughs> yeah. And um, if you if if you could describe punk culture in a few words, like how would how would you describe that? Oh, it's, it's 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 kind of OG, kind of for the art. I think you must have, and that's not to be. Um, how would I say it? I mean, there, there's there's a very big difference between board apes and and punks. If you go to the parties, you know. Um, the, the people are completely different. It's unbelievable, and I I, I had a I had quite a few uh, a few uh, apes, and I don't have them anymore. And I think I think they did extremely well. It's like I'm flabbergasted by what they did. I mean, they, they constantly keep on uh, keep on growing. But I think it's just in terms of people. Yeah, I'm I'm just more of a, of a punk person, and maybe for some people that don't that are not in the Discord a lot, or they say, okay, what is a punk person, or what is an ape person, or and I like them all. Eh? There's there's no difference, but. Well, there is a difference. The personality <laughs> of the people is is, is, is quite different. W- wouldn't you agree? I mean, you were at the at the punks brunch as well, no? I was, yeah. I was at the punks brunch, and I also went, I went to Ape Fest. So ah. I got I got a, I got to see a bit of both. Um, but but I think you're 100 percent right. Ape Fest should have maybe been called Sausage Fest because it was all dudes there. <laughs> um, but. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but, but it just, it just wasn't my vibe. I think they, um, you know, I'm sure that I want to lovely guys, but it was just, you know, that, that type of crew that, you know, smokes joints and wears hoodies and not, not, not that there's anything wrong with that. It's got a very street cultural vibe, maybe a younger vibe. And I'm, I'm probably a little bit older. I'll maybe a lot older. So I um, found it a little bit uh, difficult to actually have a conversation with anybody there. But Punk's Brunch was just a chill vibe, right? And everybody was just nice and friendly yeah. and it's good to sort of yeah. connect. I think maybe purist is the is the word. That's, that's a good one. Yeah. And then just a few questions on some maybe perhaps contentious topics. I mean, it's up to you in terms of how much you want to go into it. But, um, you know, h- how do you feel about the Yuga acquisition? 
Uh, yeah, there, there was there was a tough one. I think in general these guys did so well. Yeah, I mean there, there's so much has been has been has been said about that. But I, I think I think well well they did, they've just well done well. And I, I I wish Larva Labs didn't sell it. You know, they should have kept it. But on the other hand, I still see punks as as their own thing. You know, they have their own website. They have their own contract. They have their own people. Their own Discord. Um, I hope it stays a bit like that, and we go towards the art direction. Let's say. And yeah. I'm, I'm quite now. I'm quite neutral on that, actually. No, that's cool. You know, what are your views on V1 punks, if you have any? There's a lot of discussion about the V1 punks as well, and I, I don't know. I, th- I think that that's also very interesting. I, I know Hemba quite well. I had had lunch with him uh, last week, I think, and of course, he's one of the the large owners, let's say, of the, of the V1s. Everyone has their story, you know, everyone has their thing. And in general, I think, I mean, let's be honest, the, the V2 punks are the real ones uh, because. Uh, Larva and Yuga says they are, you know. Um, but I think there's also something to say for V1s. I, I own a few, and I think, yeah, for, for they have some historic value as well. Yeah, I think I'm sort of in that same boat as well. And if you could pass on a message to the owner of your punk, what would you like to say to them? Cherish it. It's uh, <laughs> you have you have you have a nice piece of history. Um, yeah, as I said, I think the punks will be extremely valuable. I think at one point, and they're just so cool. You know, I mean, they have they have they have everything. They have the heritage. They have they have the coolness. They have they're the first. I mean, yeah, I think I think it's a good community. It's great. Beautifully said, uh, Mullet. And mate, this was uh, a super fun session. Um, getting to know you and uh, getting to know your story. Same, Thank you yeah. so much for your time and and joining. Um, I guess just to close off, um, any sort of closing comments on your side and, you know, how can sort of people find and connect with you if you, if you want them to, that is. Yeah. People can find me at, uh, at Twitter only actually. Um, that's mullet underscore ETH. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's it. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks again for joining and, uh, guys, thank you again for listening in, uh, to another episode of Punkcast and, uh, we'll wrap it up for today and we'll be back next week with, uh, another punk. Bye for now.